0: You were tuned into The Muse Report. It is New Year's Day. We're on a roll. It's, it's so great that New Year's and Christmas are a week away because both of them fall on Tuesday, which you know already that we release new episodes every single Tuesday to help you turn your dream into reality, episode by episode. So New Year's Day episode. With me, I have special guest Nigel Hammett. Uh, we're, we're friends. We became friends about... A year or two ago uh, when we both went to the Spotify opening act conference in New York and that relationship just kept building, we kept motivating each other. And I had to have him on the podcast. He recently graduated from North Carolina A&T in North Carolina, clearly. And um, he is actually on his way to becoming an employee at one of the biggest companies in the world, Facebook and an out-of-college job at Facebook is so, so good. And I was like, man, how does this guy do it? I have to have him on the podcast. I have to pick his brain. Uh, I see him on social media always doing something. So we sit down and we talk about a few things in this episode. Uh, we, we talk about New Year's resolutions, being that it is January 1st, and we are getting started in 2019, and we want to get off on the right foot. We also talk about some things with LinkedIn and how we can use that to our advantage. We also talk about networking and setting yourself up putting yourself in the right place to succeed in 2019 we want to make sure that we are putting ourselves in the right predicament not trying to have things just fall in our lap so we talk about networking and how to put yourself in the right place to succeed as well and then we kind of close off with just a a little bit of a a tangent of of different things about conferences um, and and how to put your foot in the door and a few stories of ours as well I know you're going to love this episode. I know you're going to love Nigel. He has so much to offer. Um, And I'm going to put all of his his, uh, information and and links and plugs in the show notes so that you could get quick access to him as well, because I know you're going to want to look him up after you listen to this episode. I also want to thank all of you guys who have been screenshotting your phones, showing me that you're listening to the podcast. It really motivates me. It really shows me who's tuning in. And also spreads the word. That's probably the easiest, easiest way that you can share that you're listening to this great, valuable content with your friend group. Who I, I, I hope that you want to share this information with them because if you do, you're going to be making your circle better as well. So thank you guys for uh, doing that. If you haven't already, screenshot that phone real quick. Boom. Put it on your story at The Muse Report Podcast. Tag me and I'll put it on my story to share with all of the fans of The Muse Report Podcast. New Year's Day, y'all. It's 2019. Let's get into this episode of the Muse Report. The music. Loading. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's a case study for success. Be teachable. What better way to learn than to just ask? The learning process becomes a journey. Turning dreams into realities. The news Part of
1: execution is is totally believing whatever you're doing is gonna work.
0: What are your passions and what are your gifts? And that's where it really starts. Chances are for taking. Take a chance on yourself. Any and everyone is capable of being a leader. You're not going to have all the answers immediately. Wow!
1: Mentors to, to expose you to things that you otherwise wouldn't know. It was all I thought about and dreamed. Of. Like I, I would literally get up in the morning, practice, because I knew the opportunity time would come.
0: Just do it. Up to cool.
1: Uh, So, what's going on, everybody? Uh, My name is Nigel Hammett. Uh, My business name is Nigel's Canvas. The canvas is never blank, it's full of opportunities. I just graduated from North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University in industrial systems engineering. And about a year ago, I started my own business, um, which is Nigel's Canvas, where I specialize in professional development, resume writing, cover letter, um, LinkedIn branding, the whole nine. Um, and about last month I accepted a full-time position With Facebook and Instagram So really excited about my future I'm really excited to be on the show um, And just ready to drop a few gems As, as well as learn a few
0: Awesome, awesome So uh, you just graduated from North Carolina A&T uh, What next? What, what's what's up next for you, bro? Yep, so, you know We
1: all graduate The number one goal is to just get a job You know, that's what society tells you um, So I have that checkbox done. Um, I accepted a full-time role moving to Chicago in a few weeks um, with Facebook and Instagram where I'll be working as a small medium business account manager. I'll have 20 small businesses and I'll help them grow um, through digital marketing. Um, So stuff that I've already been working on through my own business, stuff that I already do um, through different colleagues and different clients. And now I get an awesome opportunity to do this every single
0: day on the job. That's When I saw like Facebook, Instagram, I was like, Yo, he's made it. Like, what? <laughs> Facebook, like a multi-billion dollar company he's working for straight out of college. Like, that's crazy. Um, and he said it's digital marketing. Mm-hmm. So, like, what is, what is a daily... I mean, you haven't been there yet, but um, like, on the job, but uh, I'm sure you have an idea of what you'd be doing. So, yeah. like, what exactly does that entail?
1: So, digital marketing really entails just how our platforms and how do companies reach their users, um, whether that be through advertisement, whether that be through influencers content creation um it's basically ensuring that the company's money is being used to its best ability Mm. um and the reality that we see in 2018 is that advertisement is underpriced and companies are throwing away money because they don't know how to reach their uh target audience so it'll be my
0: job um to learn more about that and just connect the two together so going into 2019 uh i have personal goals that that i'm setting for if i know i've been seeing you on linkedin and stuff talking about uh, what your goals are for 2019, and if you want, you could you could talk about them a little bit. Sure. Um, but what first of all, what what's your opinion on New Year's resolutions? Do you think that they're uh, worthwhile? Do you think that they're just phony? Like you're gonna mess up anyway. There's no point in just writing it out, or you could do that any time of the year. What's your? Yeah, I think opinion? it's
1: definitely interesting. Um, I think you have to account for the person who's setting them. Um, so for somebody like myself, who's very goal driven, mm-hmm. um, somebody that's extremely ambitious. Um I think it's reasonable and I think it's a great practice. Um you have to be practical. A lot of people will set goals and resolutions and kind of like I think it's like 85 90% of people fall off. Mm-hmm. Um look look at the gym as a great example, you know. People get that gym membership, they'll go for the first couple of weeks, the gym will be packed. Um and people won't won't be there for, right. for in February. So for myself, <laughs> I think it's, you know, for me, I've always been a goal-driven person. Um I write things out. I have a whiteboard in my room. Um, and some of the goals for 2019 for me, I'll just share a few. Um, my first one would be to be more three-dimensional. Three-dimensional meaning I want to become a better man overall, whether that be in my career, whether that be personally, spiritually, financially, mentally, the whole nine. Too often, we, you know, great guys who are excellent in their career but suck in their family life or really nice with money. Got a lot of, you know, money and materialistic things, but they treat people horribly. So just like that overall package. Um, that's one of my biggest goals going into 2019.
0: Cool. So uh, as far as like writing, writing things down, I know it's like a big portion of the first step of actually doing it. How do you go about? OK, I've written it down. That's still pretty easy, even though lots of people don't do it. Mm-hmm. That's still a pretty easy step. As far as the execution, how do you go about doing it? Do you do it step by step? Do you go small goal, big goal, short term, long term? How do you go about that?
1: Um, That's a great question. i um, still kind of figuring that out. Um, but what I really realize is that execution is about consistency and it's all about building the habit, muscle memory. Um, that's just like going to the gym. Like, you know, you start working out and it hurts and you know, your chest hurts, your arm hurts, but after a while it becomes easy. And mm-hmm. it's the same thing with goals. So for me, if my goal is to network more give out a certain amount of business cards, which is my goal, I wanna get rid of all five hundred of my business cards.
0: Just ordered mine yep. yesterday. <laughs>
1: so let's get rid of them right? right so the thing is you know once you start talking to people at your church and your family you kind of build up that habit mm-hmm. of you know introducing yourself and then by then you start doing it subconsciously and that's the goal to do things subconsciously without thinking about it
0: mm. so almost the resolution becomes habitual mm-hmm. so that it's no longer a resolution it's just everyday life
1: Yep, that's the goal that's that's you know that's what we all strive for unfortunately yeah. not most not many of us make it to that point
0: yeah like i'm still trying to figure it out and um and goal acquisition i guess for lack of better terms is something that like i'm really trying to figure out like how can like the the normally driven person or mm-hmm. whatever because you know you have people that stand out that are like extraordinarily driven or something like that oh, Or yeah. you have people who um just have like a uncanny knack of discipline like they're just always just just like in them but for like the average person like how to go about you know, making things realistic, making things that they can achieve, make milestones and, and and really actually like conquer those goals. So like, I'm still trying to work it out. I've been writing things out. I'm trying to actually have a, a course, like a plan for how to like achieve your goals in 2019, um, in the most realistic, uh, plausible way, because you know, that's where lots of the discouragement comes with it, which is the early failure. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm just going to be working on that. I might be asking for your advice later on just cool. so that, you know, I could just get all the point of views I could get on it. It's
1: good to, like, share those goals and have an accountability partner. Mm, so yeah, for yeah. You know, for me, you know, I just you just heard me say live that I want to get rid of all my business cards. If you check in with me in the summertime and, I you know, I still have all 500, right. and, you know, then you could hey, Nadja, what are you doing? Right, and so exactly. I think it's good to share your goals with friends and families, um, people you know that you trust and that will support you that way so they can hold you accountable.
0: Now here's the thing that I kind of I kind of wonder about when you accountability partners is is so good but picking the right accountability partner is just as important because mm-hmm. for for me, I mean, if I told my 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 parents or like my brother or or my friend something I want to do, they might like check up on me like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Or whatever, but I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, bro, you know, I kind of I forgot or something like that." But if it's like I tell i don't know if i put my when i if I, put, if I put myself in a super uncomfortable situation yeah that drives me to do it more like let's say like um putting it like out on my twitter or something so they're like mm-hmm. people see it and then like Everywhere I go, people are gonna be looking at me like, yo, you're not living up to what you put out there or something. Nope. Like, like I gotta do something drastic almost for that for me to like really follow through because even though your friends and stuff have good intentions, they may not like always be the best person to like stay on you because oh, yeah. you know, y'all already have that relationship. Or it's like, Oh, well, you didn't do what you did said you were gonna do either. So now we're kind of both just wallowing around and doing nothing or something like that
1: that's smooth I actually never thought about that because you know social media you know obviously I'm working for Instagram and Facebook um, but I do not deny the the troubles and a lack of communication that it can cause mm-hmm. um, but to your point that putting your ideas putting your goals out on social media for the world to hold you accountable yeah. it's a huge step yeah. if you tell somebody hey guys I want to double my income right. it's a bold statement but it's like people know that you said it mm-hmm. and I think that method is actually better at times than just keeping it in and maybe telling one or two people
0: right yeah because then if you mess up it's not it's not that big of a a consequence right you know really for it so you kind of it doesn't push you just quite as much so sometimes like if you're if you're struggling i'm talking to the audience now like if you're struggling with like trying to get that goal done you're trying to lose weight you're trying to do blah 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 i think the best thing is to like find the most uncomfortable uh place to like put yourself out there on i mean don't do anything dumb like don't (laughs) don't tell like somebody that you know that might sabotage you or something like that but um you know, just put it out there, make force yourself to like have to grow. Um, or, or or just have the consequence of being humiliated or something like that because right. that's kinda of what it takes if you really wanna achieve what you want to achieve. But um As far as that goes, too, one of my goals for for 2019 is to get better on LinkedIn. Wow. So let's do it. Let's do it. I think think that's something that I haven't really tapped into much that could be really good for me, especially going into um, the career path that I'm really starting to grow now, and I'll tell you more about that later, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's off-camera or on. doesn't matter. But um, I don't know. I really don't know anything about LinkedIn, to be honest. I know you're, like, super big on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, So, like, and you're the, you're the LinkedIn campus editor Correct. Uh, or work for, for your university, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, can you just, like, give me a hit, first of all, like, what exactly is LinkedIn and how can I use it to my advantage? Definitely. Um. So
1: in a short shell, LinkedIn is just another uh, social media platform. Um, but the difference is it's targeted towards professionals. I think of LinkedIn as a Instagram, Twitter, slash Facebook, all jammed into one for professionals. The common myth and the common spell with LinkedIn is that I only use it when I need to get a job, a good job. and yeah. I only need I only use it when I need to get hired um, but what I've learned is that LinkedIn is much more it's a place for, that you can build a brand it's a place that you can separate yourself from other professionals and it's definitely a place where you can grow the network that's one of the most powerful things so yes it can be used to get a good job but the bigger power and the bigger mission is for you to expand your brand and expand your network
0: mm, okay so okay so I have a I have a LinkedIn page mm-hmm. I, I did I've done I've done the minimal amount to know like okay i'm not just slacking i made an account right I put my stuff up on there i put stuff on linkedin every once in a while but like how do i take full advantage of the gotcha. platform
1: so and i'm gonna go back to our first thing one of the first things you said we were talking about new year's resolution i told this to all my clients linkedin is just like a gym membership
0: yeah e- yeah
1: you know what yeah. i'm saying like you have the gym membership That's great. But you don't get in shape by simply having a membership. You don't get the job. You don't expand the network. You don't build your brand just by having the LinkedIn. You have to use it. So now your next question is how? A lot of people don't know what to post, don't know what to say, don't know what to do. It's easy. You can engage in conversations. You can create content. Like You could talk about a school project you've done, something you've done in the community, an aspiration, a new book. Like, you, it's like, that's why it says, like, Twitter, anything you want. And that's yeah. what most people don't know. And that's why I've been so successful on LinkedIn. Like, I'll write an article about the Creed album that just dropped, mm-hmm. talking about how, you know, artists and rappers are using... Albums now to connect with movies I talk about sports talk about you know LeBron James and his decision to go to Los Angeles and how that was a great business move right. so it, it really just whatever you want to talk about I don't care if you're a carpenter a artist a TV host um, an engineer there's room for you on LinkedIn and I think it's way more easier to build an audience on LinkedIn because it's less competitive Right. and it's less saturated yet, yeah. now is the time. So, guys, if you do not have a LinkedIn, please stop this video right now. <laughs> Go make it. Um, look at my LinkedIn, Nigel Hammett, you know, if you want to use my account to build. That's what I did. I looked at the legends. I looked at the greats, and I looked at their account, and I said, okay, let me get mine as close to that as possible. hmm who are some of the people
0: that you were kind of modeling after?
1: So some of the guys I modeled after was uh, Kyle Elliott. He's also a, re- a resume writer. Um, he quit his job and took on resume writing full time. He charges $1,000 um, every resume. Um, so, you know, that's a big inspiration for me because I cu- currently charge 50 to $60. Right. Um, and I also look up to my guy Tim Salu out of Seattle, Washington, um, who works for Microsoft. And you'll see him everywhere. He has about seventy thousand connections on LinkedIn. I think I've seen him. Yep. Yeah. Everybody probably has seen this man's face. Um he's out calling my digital mentor. Yeah. Um, and I really look up to him and, and I looked at his page and I said, Let me get it as close to Tim's as possible. So Tim, if you're listening, appreciate you, man.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh as far as I feel like some people struggle with this on LinkedIn as well. The line because you know, social media you have you have the people that use social media just to, you know show the world what they're doing on, the, on a personal level. You have people that use it to use it as a brand. You have people who use it as a business tool. Mm-hmm. For LinkedIn, I feel like people are kind of scared to really be mm-hmm. active on there because they feel like they're putting in a box of professionalism. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do you draw the line? Like, how do you, what do you consider great content to put on LinkedIn? Or is there any type of boundary at all?
1: Um, it's a thin line. Um, actually, if you asked me this question about a few years ago, my answer would have been different. Um, back then LinkedIn was more rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was strictly blue collar, um and it was strictly based around work. Um, but now now it's really expanded. It's those conversations you would have in a barbershop to a certain degree. Yeah. It's those conversations you would have with a coworker at lunch, talking about the dynamics of business. What about data integrity, cybersecurity, blockchain technology? Mm-hmm. All of those things that people are interested in. You're there on LinkedIn to talk about. Um, but it can expand to a personal level. I know people who post Certain pictures on LinkedIn, not because they're trying to impress, it's because they're a photographer and they want their work to get noticed. So whatever your niche is, you do that. And, like, you do it well. Like, for the people that, it might be a few people, it's like 5% of LinkedIn who doesn't understand that yet, Mm -hmm. but they'll get along. They'll catch up. And that's just like anything. That's how you excel. That's how you dominate in LinkedIn. Like, posting once a week is great, but... Posting five times a week is even better. And like I said, it could be like a quote. It could be something you did in school. It could be something that you thought of. As long as it's appropriate, mm-hmm. like what I mean by appropriate, no cussing, doesn't offend anybody, not, not against anybody's sexual orientation or religion, then it's in bounds.
0: Cool. So, like, I also look at um, my posts. I mean, I don't, I don't have that many connections or whatever um, yet on LinkedIn, but, like, for the engagement I do get, I'm still kind of confused. I'm like, okay, it has this many views, this many interactions, mm-hmm. this many. So I'm kind of like, what is for, I mean, kind of like, okay, so for Instagram, the algorithm is more, it's more uh, driven toward engagement now, right? Definitely. So like, however many likes you get, how many ever comments, how many engagement shares, whatever you get, that's how much you're going to like kind of pop up on the feed. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it's working with Instagram now. For LinkedIn, is it, what kind of like content? Like, am I posting articles? Am I videos? Am I asking for engagement from my audience? And like,
1: well, here's the number one thing with any social media platform outside of probably Twitter: video content goes the furthest. Okay. Bottom line, um, and the way the LinkedIn algorithm works is simple. If I like your content, it then shows that I liked it to everybody. Mm, so okay, there's a yeah. there's a small example of my friend Akasoa who wrote, uh, I guess added the CEO of LinkedIn and say, hey. You know, gave like a quick one paragraph, real short, five to six sentences. I'm bold. You know, she grew up in Africa. Her grandmother told her X, Y, Z. And he responded. What? Right. So he responded. um, Jeff Weiner, CEO of LinkedIn. And then her post went viral because it's just similar to like the Instagram check. But when one person likes or comments on your post, it then goes to their network as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting. I think it's really, for me, I do thousands of views. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, but you know Instagram it may not be the case, so it's interesting. It's way more opportunity on LinkedIn,
0: yeah, I'm starting to see that. I'm like let me uh not exploit but like take advantage of of this while it's you know still kind of fresh and people still getting around the curve on it. I mean, it's the same thing I'm doing with podcast, I was exactly. talking about it, well, you guys will hear it maybe two weeks from now in another interview, but uh, I'm talking to this guy, and i I said it said something for twenty eighteen Um, cause I was looking at like, how do I get more engagement on my podcast? How I do all this stuff to like raise my listens and all that stuff and all that stuff. Um, and it said out of like the 600,000 podcasts or some out there, we'll make someone listen to yours. I'm like, that's it? 600,000? Do you realize how many millions of people are on Instagram, on Twitter? <laughs> I said, wait, hold up. I could do this. Yeah, 600,000, that's all I have to compete with. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot. All I right. feel like the same opportunity is here on LinkedIn. Um, maybe not on that small of a level, but still, like, it's fairly new to the to the common person. Mm-hmm. Out, outside of the blue-collar um, environment um, or white-collar, whatever, outside of the business environment.
1: Yeah, and but it's the same way, though, like, It's a lot of probably millions of people on LinkedIn, but on my campus, I can only name probably, and I go to the number one um, largest HBCUs, 10,000 plus campus, and I could probably only name 10 to 15 students who are actively using LinkedIn, who maybe will post something, write an article. That's less than 20. So it's the same way. And and take that same number, and I bet you 60 to 70% are actively on Instagram. Right. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. So, um... This is also a aspect of of LinkedIn that we're kind of going to branch off from. Here is um networking. Mm-hmm. That's another one of my goals for 2019, I'm saying. 2018 was kind of me building my portfolio, like making sure I have something of value to offer. Um and now I kind of want to start putting myself in places where that um where I could build with other people who are like-minded um show what i have to offer show that i can provide value trying to expand my network so that you, you never know how that how that network could come into play in the future oh, yeah. especially with me um about to graduate in in may and you know seeking work and all that other kind of stuff so um how do you personally go about about networking
1: Right. So I'm going to give you guys some great tips. Um, but first, I'm going to share with you all a quick little story of my greatest networking experience where I was able to go, me and my girlfriend, hang out with Magic Johnson and the Lakers for a weekend in the summertime.
0: Oh, well, yeah. That's going to be a good story. Yeah. So so
1: really easy. You know, I'm always ambitious students. I'm always loving to take advantage of opportunity. I'm a conference guy. Nigel's always at a conference. So once again, I'm at a conference in Chicago. About four or 5,000 students there. Um, i'm one of the only students of color um Mm -hmm. but it's okay all great guys great girls from different parts of the world it's an engineering conference and magic johnson is a guest speaker so he interesting right so he's exactly okay (laughs) so he's well-rounded very successful businessman done a lot of movie theaters put starbucks in urban neighborhoods the list goes on right um so he puts a hat all of our names and he says look guys i'm feeling generous i'm gonna pick one of you guys name off this list and I'm going to fly you out to LA to hang with me. Ooh. And so I'm like I look around, I do the math, you know, sometimes I get lucky in bingo with 30 right. people but with 1000 plus. <laughs> right. Okay, so he pulls a name and he, he gets, you know, somebody else and he gives them a jersey and he said, "Okay, with well, this one I'm going to do the trip." He pulls another name and of course it's not me. Right. So, okay, cool, whatever go throughout the conference. But the whole time um there was a director. Um she was an African American woman. Um, little did I know that she graduated from North Carolina A&T. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I built a relationship with her. I talked with her. Um, when I go to places, when I go to conferences, when I go to events, I do try to talk to everybody. I am smile at everybody. I, I wave at everybody. But I really try to get to know two to three people mm-hmm. and get to know them, like, really well. Mm-hmm. And she was one of them. Um, I just was asking her about her life, her background, etc. and that's it. Um. So, all yeah,
0: sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but what was what was her, what was she doing at the event? What was her position? She the was point?
1: the director of the entire conference. Okay. It was a materials handling conference. Gotcha. Um. Gotcha. So she explained the story back to mm-hmm. me. But what happened was Magic Johnson, you know, after he spoke, you know, him and uh, Miss Angela went backstage. Um. And he was like, you know, I'm really excited to bring these two kid this kid with me to L. A. But you know what? I think I want another student. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should I bring? And. I was the only one who spoke to Miss Angela. Right. I was the only one who asked her where she was from, what was her background. And she was like, oh, that's easy. Bring <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> and I, I used that example. Um, yep. and, and then the luck and th- things that transpired after that, getting coordinated, getting to L.A. was a lot. But it all went through. Um, it was even, you know, even more path getting my girlfriend out there. But he was cool about it. It all worked. But the bigger picture, the bigger lesson is that you never know who is who. Um, it's important to be nice to everybody. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a janitor, a secretary. That's basic information, but you'll be surprised the amount of people that don't do it. Yeah. Um, and the biggest yeah. thing for me is once you ask, I mean, once you network, once you build that relationship, then you can ask. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's not wrong for me to ask, hey, can I come on the show? Right. Because I know you. Right. You know what I mean? But a lot of times people come into situations asking. Asking first. And we, I don't know you, man. You don't have a relationship.
0: <laughs> right. And, like, the thing, I, I think it was, was it Gary Vee? Or was it somebody else? I can't remember. But he was basically saying, like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Gary Vee. I can't remember who it was, but they're like, we all go. No, it was Gary V. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he was like, all you guys are gonna come clamoring to me at the end of this thing, trying to get my two cents on whatever. But he was like, honestly, the other people on the pan or it was somebody who was trying to get the attention maybe of Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I I wasn't focused on him. Like, he provides all this free content, or whatever. He pretty much repeats the same stuff all the time. He said, I went to the next two people that know who was also on the panel but weren't as the big name and he's like i just connected with those people and like that went so much for like the relationship was so much deeper than me getting two seconds with this guy because everybody's trying to get to them Mm. let me build this deep relationship to the people who also have so much value to offer but not they're not maybe the most popular person there yeah he's like don't discount that person wow like even though Magic Johnson was the you know the name that everybody wanted to talk to, you take a picture, take a selfie with Magic Johnson. Oh, what was it, li- Miss Angela? Miss Angela, yep. Angela. You over here talking to Miss Angela, and you got the hookup between that because you yep. simply took the time to go find the other person who may not have the title or may not have the name or may not be in the spotlight, but they have just as much to offer you. So I just go to say that it's like be courteous, be nice, build relationship with like everyone you can Mm because you just never know how that like might lead into the future i mean the amount of things like i've gotten money i've gotten like tickets i've gotten gifts i've got just for being like a good person wow maintaining relationship checking up happy new year merry christmas it's your birthday i'm checking in on you that stuff goes so far and we talk about uh trying to build a network we also try to have like a huge number of people that we're talking to but it's honestly, in my opinion, it's better to go deep rather than long mm. because once you build those deep relationships, those more people are more inclined to help you uh, rather than just having a whole bunch of shallow relationships where, you know, they kind of know you, but, you know, they may not be the first person that come to mind if they have an opportunity or something like that. So, agreed, agreed. Yeah.
1: Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of people who want to network. Um, they don't know how. They don't know where to start. Um, the thing I really advise, and this is something you can really do on LinkedIn, is to make a list. Um, You can make a list of who are the people in your network. And what I mean by in a network is, let's say I want a job at Facebook, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty tough. The odds are saying it's really impossible, low percentages of that happening. But this literally is a strategy that I use. I looked up on LinkedIn who people from a that worked at mm-hmm. Facebook. Okay, it wasn't about two people. Then I looked up people who are in my fraternity and who work at Facebook. It's about 10 people. Then I looked up people with the hbcus that worked at facebook okay that's about 50 people and from there i reached out and nine times out of ten not everyone's gonna respond probably ten percent but that ten percent that did respond it boosted my chances right and then i mend those networks from there so you have to not be afraid to knock on 100 doors just to get 10 to open up
0: right Right. So you were really intentional about getting this position, this specific position?
1: No. Um, I set a list. Uh, originally, I had accepted a job with a healthcare company, mm-hmm. um, and it was great, um, great company. Um, but the thing about it was my skill set and passion changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to go into the social media technology space. I really mm-hmm. wanted to be able to do things like this, talk, because right. um, I think that's one of my God-given gifts. Um, so I made a list of four companies, you know, Facebook, Microsoft, Twitter, you know, Google. Um, and then I reached out and let the, the
0: chips fall from there and Facebook got back to me. Man, shoot your shot. (laughs) 2019, not the other type of shoot your shot, shoot your shot for success in your career. Oh man. That's, that's crazy. That's what's up, man. I'm still trying to see where the chips fall, uh, for me Mm putting my, putting my, um, my coins in different places, seeing like, you know, which one, which one works out. But, um, you mentioned something. Talking about networking that you were going to conferences. Now I see uh I, I think you follow him too, Casey Adams. hmm Casey, um, yep, yep, yep. He'll be on the show in two weeks. Something oh, like
1: that. Oh, yeah. we got Casey coming. Oh, that's crazy. Oh that's crazy. That's crazy. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he was dropping
0: a whole bunch of gems. You gotta hear that episode. But um he's throwing a conference in january martin luther king weekend actually uh, unfortunately i won't be able to be there because i'll be on tour in arizona or virginia it's in arizona okay i know he moved out there yeah yeah um but he's a big person who was also talking about how his startup mm-hmm. came from literally him going to a conference and and meeting uh these people Caleb maddox and all these other different people and that's literally how he, what was the catalyst for his career now um with build your empire so you go to a lot of conferences. I see you like at at events and stuff like that. And um we actually met at a conference, mm-hmm. at the Spotify um opening act conference in New York. Definitely. Um but as far for me, I don't really have as many. I travel a lot, do lots of things, but as far as conferences for my specific niche for what I do for my career, I haven't been to as many as I want to. Mm-hmm. So that's another goal that I have for 28 um 2019. So like how do you go about like finding the conferences that you want to go to um applying finding the funds mm-hmm. um traveling like all that stuff like how do you how do you go about that
1: i think the biggest step and the greatest thing i did um my college career was surround myself with a great set of mentors um surround yourself with people who do what you want to do and or have done it um and then when you do that they'll push you literally the biggest thing you want is to be in a position to get opportunities in a position to win. Mm-hmm. The reason why people aren't getting opportunities and not winning is they're not in the position mm-hmm. when the opportunities are flowing down the river, they're not by the river. You have to stay by the river. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm very nice, very friendly, very open, develop a great relationship with my school's secretary. So I know when that conference information goes in to her, okay, she thinks of me first. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people who don't have those certain opportunities, um, what I tell them is if the opportunities aren't coming to you, you have to go to the opportunity. Right, you got to go find them. You know, drive a half an hour and go to another school's event. Pick up the phone. Knock on 100 doors, meaning uh, message 100 people on LinkedIn. Hey, um, I saw you in this article. I was really inspired about X. I would love to talk to you for 15 minutes about your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that and it's a small level of uh, connection there. At least 10 to 15% will, will respond. So for me, you know, once you do that for a couple of years and you get, like I said, build that muscle memory, opportunities will start coming to you. People will say, hey, Niles, do you want to do this? Do you want to come speak here? I'm having an event coming up in Philly on in February with Microsoft and LinkedIn. I'll be speaking at King of Prussia Mall oh, um, with me and my girl Blessing and uh, students of LinkedIn campaign. Um, but that opportunity, I didn't, I didn't have to ask. It's I've done the work. When you do your work up front, mm-hmm. your brand will speak for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people don't have their brand yet. But to build a brand, you have to be intentional. Um, you have to have a plan. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be laser sharp, but have a direction of where you're going. And then the,
0: the chips will fall into place. So for lots of the things that you go to, did you have to, like, pay full price? Did you have to pay, like, 900 bucks for a ticket or mm-hmm. uh, have to set aside for airfare and all that stuff? There's been times where I will
1: sacrifice. Um you know I'll go ahead and, and and you know if I feel like I can speak the people that I'm speaking to is worth it um yes um but after you build up that brand you're in a position to charge um and if, for the, my college students out there you guys will be so surprised that there are so many free conferences like the 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 conference me and you went on Spotify um full trip New York for a week mm-hmm. free food all of that jazz but there's so many other things that people don't even know about uh I went to a conference in LA which was the fashion um and The the, a fashion conference for people who like retail, Mm -hmm. um, retail retail store selling. All all I did was hit one button. They said, "Okay, we're flying you out."
0: What? Like they they didn't
1: have anybody. Wow. They didn't have anybody. And this year they went to New York. Um, and then last year they went to a couple years ago we went to L.A. So and everybody else out there was like, "Yeah, man, I just hit the button and we're here." Like and it's, it's probably so many other opportunities out there that I haven't even found yet. Um, and, and for you guys that don't know where to find them, uh, reach out to people that have done it. And if there's nobody at your school that has done it, then reach out to somebody on social media. And if they don't respond, you you talk to 100 people until 10 people respond. So that's all I have. I appreciate you for having me. I look forward to coming back in a year. Yes, sir. Whenever. You know. Follow
0: up, man. I'm telling you, like, the people I have on the show, especially with me being early in my journey. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I'm talking to are also early in their journey. Yep. So I'm like, man, five years from now, we're gonna come back and like things gonna be the landscape gonna be completely different. Definitely. And um we get to just see the things that we that we planted the seeds for now manifest themselves. Well, there it is. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Lots and lots of gems in that one. Thank you, Nigel, for coming on the show. Uh just just talking it up, chatting it up. So many uh th- I'm telling you guys, it's so important to surround yourselves with friends and with colleagues who motivate you, who push you. Nigel is one of those people for me who pushes me to keep doing my best. Keep knowing that young people, millennials, our generation can make a difference in this world. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to put all his links, um, his access points, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, his website, all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, below so you can get in contact with him hit him up tell him how much you love the episode i appreciate you guys appreciate you guys um tu- tuning in to this episode it's New year's day guys uh, let's get out there and kill it in 2019 let's do it oh, that's the end of our mrP Thank you for listening everything but it's time to go. We'll have a new one for you next week on the flip side. But until then, don't kill the vibe. vibe, Subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe. Don't kill the vibe. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe.